Hello, hello, hello. Hey, everybody. What's up? Welcome back to the In My 20s and Trying podcast. I am Stephanie Jade, your host with the most. Just kidding. But seriously, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, where have you been? What's up? What's good? How are you doing? My name is Stephanie Jade. I'm 21 years old. I'm from Southern California. I'm currently under the weather. That's why I sound like a man. Um, But if this is your first time, this is the podcast where I talk about life, friendship, relationships, boys. I was going to say girls, but I don't really talk about girls. Um, Boys, uh, my relationship with God. Uh, things that I'm learning, things that I'm struggling with, school, like I talk about it all. I talk about the things that I'm going through. Um, I'm not really like a hidden, I'm an open book. I talk about everything. I don't give names or none of that because, you know, I'm not trying to get in trouble with people. And um, yeah, but I just, I talk about my life on this podcast. So I hope that you'll stick around. I hope that you enjoy it. I promise I don't sound like this on the daily. It's just, I've been sick. I think my professor got me sick because I literally sat right in front of him and he was sick and like he didn't cancel class and then I didn't leave when I should have left because he was like, if you guys want to just leave, like I'll excuse the absence and I felt so disrespectful just like getting up and leaving. So I stayed and look at me now. But then also it was like really windy on Saturday and my allergies came out and then from there it's just been like a downhill um, struggle. But it's fine. I'm going to get better and I'm going to be okay. And I have a cough drop in my mouth right now. So if you hear that going on, I'm sorry, but there's not really a lot I can do about the situation. But one of the things that has been, you know, an upside to all of this is thanks to Brooke Michio, I recently discovered the Honey Citrus Mint Tea from Starbucks. This is a hot tea. I don't know if they sell cold teas. Oh, yeah, iced tea. Duh. Um, so this is a hot tea. It's super good. I guess it's also called the medicine ball. Shout out to my friend Leslie. I showed up to church today, and she was like, it's the medicine ball. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, I, I thought it was, like, two completely different things, but it's such a good tea, you guys. Like, I highly recommend you try it. And then my friend Jubert was like, what is this called? So I discovered that my friend Jubert likes to drink tea. Um, But yeah, it's been really good. I had two today. If you want to give me like a Starbucks gift card, then I'd greatly appreciate it. It'll most likely go to these medicine ball teas or whatever the heck it is that you want to call it because they're so good. They're so flavorful and I'm not really a tea person, um, but it's really good. So today, you know, I should probably get rid of the elephant in the room. It's been a hot minute since I've uploaded a podcast episode. I think it's been a month. Um, I think the last one was the one right on Oscar Sunday. And look, I'm just going to be real with y'all. I got busy with life and work and school. And I was just trying to, you know, keep my head above the water I was like I'm still alive but I'm barely breathing um but no really I just got stressed with school and work and life and like it's just it was a lot and I don't want to sit here and be like oh I didn't have any free time because I did but like I was too tired and then when I would try and record it just wasn't coming out you know it was just a lot of things are happening but it's fine we're back we're back in action and I'm excited um today there isn't really like a game plan I'm just sort of gonna talk about everything that's been on my mind lately um like the fact that my middle school crush aged like fine wine and there's a story that goes along with this but you guys he literally aged like fine wine and I was like Oh my gosh. Um, The second thing is this whole college cheating scheme scandal that has been all over the news, all over YouTube, all over every newspaper. Like, it is insane what is happening with this college scandal. And look, I'm a chismosa. I know I shouldn't be. I know God's probably like, Stephanie, this is one of your flaws, but I still love you. Because I'm so... She's Mosa. But you look, I'm not gonna judge. I'm just gonna give my opinion on it. Sort of like talk about why I feel the way that I do, but I'm not gonna be like, well, you shouldn't have done the You shouldn't have done that. I mean, I'll probably say that, but look, we'll we'll talk about it when we get to that. We're gonna talk a little bit about life and death, um, which you know is a lot, but things have happened in pop culture. 
and I've seen some things and just I was thinking about it and I was like well I think that would be something good to talk about on the podcast but I didn't want to do a full episode because I didn't really know where that would go um so we're gonna talk a little bit about that we're gonna talk about church because my pastor got down with his message on Sunday and I feel like it's something that I need to share whether or not you believe in God that's up to you but it's such a great message well one of the keys is a great message um so yeah lots to talk about today if you're listening to this on your commute buckle up get ready put your car in I was gonna say put your car in park put your car in reverse reverse out of wherever you are hit drive and boom, let's go. If you're listening to this while you're cleaning, make sure to scrub them dishes real well. Um, I don't know where else you could be listening to this, but whatever the case may be, make sure to rate it, make sure to subscribe, make sure to follow me on social media. Everything is just at Stephanie JDM. Um, and before we jump in, my shout out of the episode and my tell me something good. So my shout out of the episode, I have three. Well, really I have four, but three are to my church friends, um, Don, Ace, and Leslie. So Don and Ace are brothers. Don is our creative pastor and Ace is our worship leader. And Leslie is my friend. She helps out with the kids and she's just a wonderful human being. Um, and lately I have been like getting back into church and I have really been trying and I, want to find my community within church I have my friends which has been so helpful um because like today that I went to access it's not like I don't have my friends that I can talk to but I have also been finding it very difficult to meet people and just be like hi I'm so like I thought about this today like I have a very hard time just going up to someone and being like hi I'm Steph nice to meet you like that terrifies me um But, like, once I'm in a setting or, like, once I've been introduced, I'm good. I'm like, hey, what's up? How you doing? Like, how's life? Um, So, Don is our creative pastor. Like I said, he got me involved with church news. I just recorded it for the first time last week, and it was so awesome. I was able to meet Dre and uh, Luigi and just Don, like, giving me that opportunity to get involved in church like that which, you know, talking is what I love to do. So being able to do that was just super cool. So shout out to Dawn because I just, that's awesome. Um, And then Ace, Ace is our worship leader. You guys, he gets down. Like my church has a great worship band. I have said this countless times. They're so incredibly talented. Um, And Ace's voice is just beautiful. I've told him this before. And today I was like, you did great. And he was like, thanks. And I was like, no, but really, like, I love your voice. Um, And then Leslie. Leslie, I met at Axis, which is our young adult night, like, two years ago. A year and a half ago. It was, like, at the end of 2017. And she has just been a great person. Like, she keeps me... Um, semi-accountable she's like where are you when are you coming to church and she's just so great and I'm just so happy that the Lord has placed these people in my life because you guys I love them okay and then my final shout out of the episode is to my friend Kelly Kelly I met in college I think I talked about her in the last episode but we presented our our news package today and she's just great like she's awesome we are both in love with Ben Platt which is something I also need to talk about because she got me obsessed with him and um it's just I don't know I love having a friend at school you know someone I can have lunch with and like I'm not all by myself um but those are my shout outs of the episode and now for my tell me something good is that we presented that news package it literally had been stressing me out we Talked about how you can now text 911 in Orange County, which is really cool in case you're in a situation where you can't text um, or you're scared you're going to get hurt or whatever the case may be. You can just text 911 if you are in Orange County. But I should say, like I said in the news package, it is a crime to call or text 911 with non-emergencies. So just to make sure, you know, that you're not trying that out if you're not actually in an emergency. Um, and the feedback was great from our class. They seemed to like our package, which was really cool. And these two guys in my class, um, I won't say their names just because, you know, if they ever listen to this, they're like, uh, why are you saying our names? Um, but these two guys in my class, their package was so good. They focused on the bike theft, um, 
at our school and it was done so well the transitions were so good the stand-up shot was incredible like it was such an incredible news package and as someone that's going into broadcast um it was just like beautiful um but yeah okay so now that we've gotten that out of the way remember follow me on social media everything's at stephanie jdm um let's dive into the fact that my middle school crush aged like fine wine um so the backstory we're gonna call him I don't know what we're gonna call him okay I'll just tell you the story and then we'll think of his name later so he was my middle school crush I think like in sixth grade or seventh grade um he well we didn't go to school together so I had this friend his name um let's change his name to Alex I don't know there was a guy in my class named Alex but this is not the actual Alex but Alex was friends with this dude okay now let's change his name because there was actually an Alex in my class we're gonna name him Michael so I was friends with Michael since fourth grade and growing up his parties were the best we would go to his house and hang out um like all of us and his birthday parties I just remember being so much fun And Michael was the type of guy that had friends outside of school um, because he played, like, soccer and just a bunch of different sports and was involved in his community and, like, did all these things. So he had friends from outside of school. I didn't. I just had my friends from school. Um, And I remember at a birthday party, like, all of his friends would always come over, like, from outside of school. And they were all so cute. If you don't know, I went to a very small private Catholic school from fourth grade up until eighth grade. And the people that you started out with, like, in kindergarten, um, you ended in eighth grade with, unless, obviously, if you left. So... Michael and I had known each other since fourth grade, and every year, like I said, at these parties, his friends would show up, and I remember one year, this guy showed up, and I was like, well, he wasn't a guy, he was like a a kid, we were like in sixth grade, this boy showed up, and I was like, oh my goodness, like, he is so cute, whatever, I didn't think much of it, and if I'm remembering this correctly, we were boyfriend and girlfriend for like a day, I didn't have boyfriends growing up, I was not allowed to have boyfriends, I still haven't had a boyfriend, um, like a a real boyfriend, but I have had those like boyfriends that like you date for like two days and all you do is like hold each other's hands, so he was like my boyfriend I think for like one or two days, um, we'll name him Paul, I don't know, that's definitely not his name, but we'll just name him Paul, And so the other day, I was talking to my friend Jackie, which if you guys don't know her, I worked with her. She's one of my friends. Um, She's been on the podcast before. I'll leave that episode linked so you can listen to it because it's a great episode. Um, And so I was talking to her, and I was on FaceTime with her showing her my yearbook photos from eighth grade, how all of the girls in my class, we had the same hair color and the same haircut. We had the side-swept bangs with the long hair, and it was like a thing back in 2011. 2011? Is that a thing? 2011. Um, It was like a thing for everyone to have side swept bangs and like long brown hair. And I started thinking about all of, you know, my middle school crushes. And because let me just tell you, I have always been the girl with the crush. I've always been the girl that has had the crush on the guy, but never the one that got the guy. Um, Well, that's a lie because I got this boy, but it was like for a day. Okay, the whole point of this is... I um, started thinking about, like, my middle school crushes and, like, my elementary school crushes, and it just brought back these funny memories. Like, there was a guy um, who wrote a song for me, um, and just, like, I don't know, it kind of made me just remember how, like, I spent so much of my life with these people, um, and now I talk to one of the one one person that I went to middle school with and I didn't meet her until eighth grade and it's crazy like that I don't talk to any of the other people but I think it's just a testament to like everyone's gonna grow up and do their own thing and um you know I hope everyone's doing well and doing their best um things but how we get to Paul aka the cute middle school crush who was friends with um Michael so I started thinking about like my middle school crushes and then I was like oh my gosh I dated Paul for a day but you know in my book I still was his girlfriend and I was like wow and I was like I wonder what he would look like or what he looks like now and so I looked him up on Instagram just being like huh maybe like I'll find him if not whatever okay you guys I found him 
I found Paul, and let me just tell you, he is so handsome. I literally shrieked. I was like, <gasps> and gasped. I was like, mm. I was like, oh my goodness. Um, so yeah, basically, my boyfriend of one day, Paul, um, aged like fine wine, and I just, <sighs> I honestly don't know what to say. Like. He is so handsome, and I was just like, oh my gosh, but also, um, you know, I did like a little Insta creep, and there was a photo of him from when I used to like him, and he legit looks like Shark Boy from Shark Boy and Love Girl, so there's a visual in case you wanted one, um, but yeah, so if you have any fun middle school crush stories, let me know, send me an email, send me a DM, I would love to hear all about them, because I think having crushes in like middle, well at least at my school, you know, when I was in middle school and elementary school, it like really all you did was like hold hands with your boyfriend and no one really had a boyfriend everyone just like had crushes um but I think those elementary school and middle school crushes are just so fun to talk about because you're so naive you're so just in love with the world and you think you know oh he's gonna be it um and I don't know it just it's kind of it's funny to think back on those things I know I had a quote-unquote boyfriend in eighth grade his name was Juan and it's so funny, like, thinking back to this when I, I think we, again, I hate the word boyfriend in this situation because, like, why were you my boyfriend? Like, all of these boys, like, what were we doing? We literally never kissed. We probably, like, talked on the phone. Like, it, it's just funny to me. And I remember I had this boyfriend, right, named Juan. Remember. I'm throwing the word boyfriend here very loosely. All we did was hold hands. Um, and I remember just being so like, oh my gosh, whatever. I don't know. Um, and my mom, okay, first of all, my brother was terrible. He showed my mom our Facebook messages, which at the time, like, even now, if you were to show my mom my Facebook messages, like, what are you doing? I don't have anything to hide on my phone and my on my computer. Like, there's nothing to hide. I'm a very private person when it comes to my phone and my computer just because, like, I don't know. I feel weird having people go through the, my things. But at the same time, there's, like, nothing that I'm hiding. So back when I was in eighth grade, my brother showed my mom my Facebook messages with this boy and... For some reason, I don't even know what these messages were, but I guess I had called him my boyfriend or said something or he said something and my mom got so mad. She was like, you're not allowed to have a boyfriend. You lost your my trust. Like all these, like it was, it was very dramatic. Um, but I just, I think it's funny. And then there was, you know, I've talked about this mean girl before, um, who once told me I had the worst type, what? worst taste in guys yet every time I liked a guy um she would like him a few days later so I just thought it was funny and I look back oh and then the funniest thing of all of this is like this person right she was like oh you like all the ugly guys you guys tell me why all of these guys aged like fine wine like I did a brief um you know FBI search on Instagram the other day and I just have to say, I thought these boys were attractive prior to puberty, and now I'm just like, amen. Like, you know, like, I, I don't know. I have to pat myself on the back, because if you're going to say that I have taste in ugly boys, then walk away. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. So if you have any stories, let me know. I'd love to hear them. I think it's just, it's fun, you know, going down memory lane. And these are things that I had totally forgotten about. I have had two boys in my life write a song for me. One was, um, in middle school. Um, and then the other one was in high school. He actually asked me to homecoming or no was it homecoming we didn't have homecoming to winter formal he asked me to winter formal with a song and I said yes and then I declined and my friend told him that I couldn't go with him because he was asking for girls to do nasty things to him but that is um TMI so we're gonna change gears real quick and talk about a different topic. We're going to talk about this whole college admissions bribery scandal that has been everywhere lately. Everyone is talking about it. It's all over the news, all over the newspaper. Um, this is now 
a week later since everything has happened, um, since it first broke and it came out, but I still see everyone talking about it. I think it's super interesting because there's a lot of factors at play here. It's not just, you know, rich, wealthy people and the conversation of how money can get you everywhere but there's also the fact that an influencer got cut up in this um a celeb like a few celebrities Lori Loughlin and Felicity Huffman um CEOs like there's so many different things at play here that it's just it's been everywhere there's so many angles that this is being covered in from um a journalism standpoint like you could focus on Olivia Jade you can focus on just Lori Loughlin you can focus on Felicity Huffman you can focus on the CEOs you can focus on the cook like there's just so much going on in this that I just I needed to talk about this so if you don't know what has been happening um basically this is coming from Google it just says on March 12th 2019 the United States federal prosecutors disclosed a conspiracy consp- Okay, I can't pronounce. Um, The United States federal prosecutors disclosed a conspiracy to influence admissions decisions at several American research universities with at least 50 people alleged to have been a part of this. Some of the people that were caught up in this, like I mentioned, were Lori Laughlin, Laughlin, however you might pronounce it. Everyone's been pronouncing it two different ways. Um, Felicity Huffman, um, Lori Laughlin's husband, Massimo, who has a you know, his brand at Target, um, some CEOs, but the most notable people for me, at least that I followed, that I kept up with, were Lori Laughlin and her daughter, Olivia Jade, who many, many people know her as an influencer, know her as a YouTuber with like 1.4 million subscribers, 1.3 Instagram followers. Her sister is also caught up in this. She isn't um, necessarily as in the spotlight as Olivia, but she still, you know, was trying to make her career um in the acting world I think she came out in a Hallmark movie and like was attempting to do all of that so basically what has been happening um I pulled up this LA Times article um that says how it basically works just because I'd rather have an expert you know talk about it as opposed to my own words and then we'll get into what I think um so it says how did the admission scheme work basically it's centered on a Newport Beach college placement firm run by William Rick Singer wealthy parents are accused of paying Singer to help their children cheat on college entrance exams and to falsify athletic records of students to enable them to secure admission to elite schools including UCLA USC Stanford Yale and Georgetown court records show which is insane like this is insanity you guys I don't think like I love talking about college this has always been a thing um when I was at Citrus which was the community college that I attended I was a student ambassador I helped um prospect not prospective but like incoming students um I gave tours like I loved talking about college helping people with school like I love the whole thing and now seeing this I'm just like let's talk let's spill the tea um so this is another thing coming from the same article it says prosecutors allege that Singer instructed parents to donate funds to a fake charity he had established as a part of the scheme most of the parents paid at least two hundred thousand dollars and some spent up to six point five million dollars Let me say that again. Spent up to $6.5 million to guarantee their children admission to top universities. And on top of all of this, the parents were able to deduct this donation from their income taxes. Now, I don't know how the whole IRS thing works and, you know, all of that, but I'm pretty sure that's illegal. I'm pretty sure that's why all of these people are in so much trouble and it just it literally blows my mind. Like all of this is insane. And I think um Also, if you don't know who Lori Laughlin is, she is or was 
one of the many faces of Hallmark. She came out in their Christmas movies, um, Garage Band Mysteries. She was on, or what is the show called? One Calls the Heart. She is also Aunt Becky from Full House and Fuller House. Felicity Huffman came out on Desperate Housewives. Her husband is the main guy from Shameless. Um, Lori Laughlin's husband is Massimo. Like I said, the guy that has the brand at Target. Their daughter's Libby Like, the, the these are known people. It's not like you're talking about Paul two door, you know, two mansions down and is not known. He's like, no, like these are people that are known. These are people that had reputation and stuff. So, um, how can I explain this? Okay. This is what I'm going to say. I think that this is so interesting to me. You know, I already gave this disclaimer earlier. I'm a chismosa. I think it's interesting because it has nothing to do with my life. Do I feel bad? Of course I do. But at the same time, I think it shows, you know, sometimes certain people think that they're above the law or that they can do certain things and they're not necessarily going to get um, punished for it. And now I do think if there was that William Rick Singer guy, if he was the middleman and he was like, deceiving the parents and not really being fully honest with them and being like this is the actual process then I think things will be different but as of now how it's been shown it's that these parents did know what they were doing and some of the students also knew what they were doing it's not like you know they didn't know what was going on I think one of the big arguments that has been made is if you didn't do very well in high school, then how did it, do you think you got into these top elite universities? Um, if you've never rode a day in your life, then how are you supposedly a crew recruit for USC or Yale? Or if you've never played soccer, then how are you getting recruited by UCLA to play soccer for them? You know, like, that's where I'm like, okay, you can only play dumb for so long. So what frustrates me, I think, um, is I am a first-generation Mexican-American college student, and I have worked my butt off to get to where I am school-wise. School, for me, is something that I have always really enjoyed but has never come easily to me. Um, Granted, some subjects, yeah, like I'm really good with English and history, like subjects like that I'm good at, but when it came to math and sciences like biology chemistry those were things I had to work at and I never in my life had the money for extra things like an SAT tutor or um, a tutor after school or a math tutor like a lot of times I would have to just go on YouTube and watch videos to help with what I was having trouble with and so for me being in this position where I also was not able to afford going to a four-year out of high school because I just, I could not afford it. Like, my parents could not afford to send me straight to a four-year, and I had to go to a community college. I think it just irritates me even more because I know that there are people out there that have worked their butt off to be at these universities, to be at USC, Yale, Stanford. I have a girl that I know from my freshman year of high school that's at UCLA, and she worked her butt off to be there. I have another person that I know that went to USC, same thing, worked their butt off to be there. Actually, those two people that I know from USC did two years at a community college, or they might have done one year at a community college and then worked their butt off to get into USC and do all of that. And then I have a cousin of a cousin that same exact thing out of high school, didn't have the grades to go to UCLA, worked his butt off at a community college for two years and ended up at UCLA. And that's where it's a little frustrating because, you know, more affluent people have the money to offer their kids that extra leg up, you know, the tutors, the help, the person that can go and look over their essays and their admissions and whatever it is. And it's like, still, you had to pay all of this money to get this spot for your kid. 
at this school that they probably didn't even want to be at. And why I say that is because, and this is where I'm saying, like, I'm not trying to judge, but it's just facts. You know, Olivia Jade, who's one of the one of the people that is involved in all of this, she said on her YouTube channel that she really didn't care for school and she mainly wanted to go to USC for the partying and the game day experiences, which, look, I get it. USC is known to party and have a good time and their Greek life is really good. Their parties are really good from what it seems like. ASU has that same thing where like it has that big social scene. Um, just sort of to give a comparison, there are certain schools out there that are known for the partying and the game days and like that fun atmosphere. But at the same time, when you are looking at these schools, you have to remember you're there to get a degree. That doesn't mean that you can't make your experience fun or, you know, do whatever it is you want to do. But with certain schools like USC, Yale, Stanford, UCLA, these top-notch universities, you can't just say, oh, I don't really care for school. I'm just going to go to party and experience game days and not expect to get any heat from it. And I feel like a lot of people are upset. It's like you said you didn't want to be here. You didn't want to go to school. You wanted to party and work and somehow you're still here. And also, on top of all of this, um, I think what's frustrating is that there, I mean, it doesn't really frustrate me because it's not in my, like, I'm not in this position, but I think what's annoying is, like, I've said, there's people that worked their butt offs to be at these universities or who have dedicated so much of their life since middle school or since freshman year being like I know this is my dream school this is where I want to end up and they weren't able to be there because of another person that got that you know classroom seat paid for by their parents millions and millions of dollars um because let's face it colleges universities they have a certain amount of students that they can accept public universities like Cal State Fullerton um Cal Poly Pomona like all of these schools that like I attend, well, I didn't attend all these schools, but like Cal State Fullerton, let's say, for example, love the school, but they have a cap. They have a certain amount of students that they can accept. It's not like you can accept, let's say you get 60,000 applicants um, in the spring. You can't accept all 60,000 of them. Um, so it sucks that because one person um, got that seat paid for let's say another person that actually worked their butt off that maybe did play soccer their entire life trying to work their way up to this isn't going to get that because these people paid for their kids seats and for me I feel like one of the things also is it brings up the conversation of how people will do all of this because they want their kids to go to a university with prestige and with a notable name and I myself look let me just spill the tea real quick I when I first applied to well out of high school I did not want to go to a community college because I was like nobody does that it's so not me like I worked my butt off I need to be at a four-year like I was such a drama queen about it and the good Lord knows why he does what he does. I could not afford a four-year out of high school. Like, there was no way that we could do that. Um, and so I ended up at a community. And I even have people in my life, I'm not going to name names. You know, I'm not trying to, like, not be invited to, like, family events anymore. But there were people in my life that there is just sort of, like, um, they raised their nose to the idea of a community college. Or they did so back then. And I sort of always had the mentality afterwards, you know, after doing my time at Citrus, um, which, like I said, is the community college I attended, that it doesn't matter where you start out. It matters where you finish. And my Spanish teacher, shout out to Mr. Trujillo from high school, always said that it doesn't matter where you start. It's about where you end. Your diploma is not going to say Stephanie, Jade, um, Cal State Fullerton, and then in tiny letters, Citrus College. No, if you start out at Citrus, Mount Sac, all of these community colleges, but you end up at, at Stanford, Yale, 
I don't care like what school you go to, Georgetown, Fullerton, whatever four year it is that you end up at, it's not going to say that you went to a community college first. It's going to say your name and the university and whatever you got your bachelor's, master's, doctorates in. And I think it brings up this whole conversation, like I said, of like, everybody wants their kids to get the degrees from these big name schools, these elite schools. And I get it, you guys, it brings so much more opportunity to have or like just a leg up to have a degree from USC or from UCLA. I have heard this so many times throughout my life. When a person is looking at two resumes and one of them says USC and the other one says Cal State Fullerton, which one are they going to look at? USC. But you know what? I got crap on that because I honestly think, yes, the school name is part of it. But if you have the same qualifications or if you have just one person that, let's say, went to USC, and I'm not bashing USC because let me just tell you, that was my dream school at one point. If you have a person, let's say Paul, not Paul, because I just use that as my Christian name. Let's say it's like Bob and Bob went to USC, but all he did was a part of frat um, sorority life and got really bad grade sorority life what am I saying fraternity Greek life and got really bad grades and wasn't a part of any clubs yeah that's cool that you went to USC or whatever but you didn't do anything and then you have someone that went to let's say a Cal State Cal Poly Pomona or San Luis Obispo whatever the case may be um and they were a part of Greek life and they were a part of clubs and they had really great grades yeah the school might have gotten you the interview but Maybe it's all of your requirements that got you the job. Does that make sense? So I just think this whole thing is interesting and I think it's crazy. I honestly just, when it comes down to it, I think it sucks. The situation is really crappy. Um, But I don't know. All I know is I think Felicity Huffman and Lori Loughlin and her husband are set to appear before like a grand jury on March 29th in Boston if I'm correct and I'm definitely intrigued I will be watching and seeing what happens because like I've said it's interesting it it really it's a sad situation but you know I don't know I think people my mom always says people pay are going to pay the consequences um of their actions and it'll be interesting to see what happens with this but we're switching gears again because I feel like I rambled on too long about that but now we're going to be talking about um, a little bit of life and death a little bit about our life our existence I'm not going to go too deep into that because you know everyone believes their own things but recently I just so Luke Perry passed away a few weeks ago He played uh, Archie's dad on Riverdale. He was one of the OG cast members from 90210. And all of the social media posts that I saw about him regarding his passing talked about how humble he was and how kind he was and what a great man he was. And then I went to the movies and I watched Five Feet Apart. You guys... I don't know if you knew how excited I was for this movie to come out, but I was excited. I love the director, Justin Baldoni, who I have talked about many, many times on this podcast. I volunteer for his cause, The Skin Roll Carnival of Love. Haley Lou Richardson, I loved In the Edge of Seventeen, and I just, I think she's so hilarious. Uh, she's also Brett, Brett Dyer's girlfriend, who was on Jane the Virgin with Justin Baldoni, and they're just hilarious, like, they're the perfect alien couple. Uh, you need to follow like their Instagrams to see the little alien stuff. Cole Sprouse obviously grew up watching him on Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. And this film is such a beautiful, beautiful film about living with CF, um, but really just wanting to enjoy your life. And I know there was people that I saw on YouTube that have you know, live with CF and were basically talking about how they wanted this to represent it. Um, There was one guy that I was watching that said anything that brings awareness to CF is good in his book because it's important to talk about it, but how this brings me to the whole life and death thing and just life really because that's what I want to talk about. I don't want to talk about death because it just freaks me out. Is There's this line in the movie that I'm actually going to play because I think it's so important what 
Haley's character Stella says on here. Um, it just started. Sorry. It just like blurred out. Okay, are you ready? This is the line. This whole time I've been living for my treatment instead of doing my treatment so that I can live. And I want to live. Also, the music in the background is uh, Andy Grammer, which I just, I love Andy Grammer. I love the fact that his song is in this movie because him and Justin go way back, and it's just, I love it. Also, he, complete side note, Andy Grammer talked about on an Instagram post how Justin invested in him when he didn't even believe in himself enough, you know, to do that. And then my pastor said about how we have to invest in people that we think are better than us and can run further than us and faster than us because that's how we um, become better people. And I thought that was so important, but I'll talk about that in a little bit. So that line in this movie really just reminded me of wanting to live. You know, we spend so much of our lives and time worried and stressed and living our life to pay our bills, to pay our debt, to pay whatever it is that we need to do. But Really, when you think about it, there's people out there living with CF or different illnesses, and all that they want to do is live their life. Live a life that you could be living, you know? And I just started thinking about how no one in this life, on this earth, whether you have CF, whether you have another illness, whether you have nothing at all, no one is guaranteed tomorrow. Mind you, people that are have illnesses are have that stress on the daily. But no one is guaranteed tomorrow. And I've talked about this many times before. So why is it that we constantly stress about the tiny, tiny little things? This line just reminded me, like, I want to live. I am such a dreamer. I, I, I want to do so much. I want, I have so many big dreams, you guys. I'm not even kidding. I like want to travel the world. I want to get married and find a boo and have children someday. I want to become the best version of myself. I want to get healthy. I want to continue to help people and volunteer like with the Skid Row Carnival of Love because I truly, it's one of my favorite days of the year. Like there's so much that I want to do and I just, I want to live. Like I don't just want to exist. I want to live and I want to leave my mark on this earth and help as many people as I can Whatever that means, like if it's listening to them or listening to their stories or sharing their stories or just being a friend, you know, I think that it's so important for us to want to live. And I think sometimes we forget, like, if you don't like something about your life, I know this is easier said than done, but if you don't like something, change it. Like, I... I. I feel like there's people that have literally built their brands on being like, ugh, I hate myself, sorry. Like, that's not cool. It's not cool to spread the, that message online and be like, I hate myself, but it's cool. And it's become a part of our vocabulary. Like, I even catch myself saying it sometimes. I, I like, I will do something. I'm like, ugh, hate myself. And it's like, why, why do we do that? Like, why are we saying those words? Or why is it that people, like, are just... Like, someone was saying how it's normal for most of us to be insecure. That's not normal. Those are not things that we should be, like, normal. Making. How do I explain it? Those are not things that we should be being like, oh, that's normal. No, like, we should be changing that. If you feel insecure, if you have someone that feels insecure about something, be like, um, you look bomb today. You have a great smile. Compliment them. Like, let's change people's attitude. You know, like, life, if you really take a step back and look at it, it's so incredible. Like, there are some bad days. I have said this before. There are some bad days. There are some low days. But there's also some incredible days where you just want to lay down at the beach with the sun hitting your face and having the best time with your friends. Or you want to be at church and just be listening to worship music and singing and, you know, 
doing that, that's another wonderful day. Or there's a day where you maybe just want to stay home and have a hair mask on with a face mask on, light a candle, and read a book. Like, there's so much to live for. And I just, I want people to be excited about living. I know, like I just said, there are rough days, there are hard days, there are days where you want to cry and just punch a wall. I get it. But at the end of the day, I think that life is so beautiful and such a gift and there's so much that you can do to change the things that make you unhappy and I've said this before like if you want to talk let's talk slide in my dms slide in my email I mean don't actually slide in my emails but like send me an email and be like this is what I'm going through I'm here like I'm here to talk to you guys I really feel like the lord placed this on my heart this podcasting in my heart because it was like Steph, have a platform to talk and share your story, but also listen to other people's stories. Be there for people. And that's what I want to do. Like, let's turn those frowns upside down and live our best life. Like, I don't say those words lightly. I say those words because I mean them. Because I want you to be the best version of yourself that you can be. Not for me, but for you and for the Lord. If that's, you know, if you believe in that, I do. So, like, I say that, but... Be the best version of yourself. Enjoy the little things in life. Enjoy the big things. Like, do what you want to do. Plan a trip to the Bahamas or, like, to Big Bear. I love Big Bear. Like, there's so much to live for. And watching this movie, which was so beautiful, and I'm going to go watch it again because literally I was ugly sobbing in the theater. And, like, I want to give all of my money to Justin Baldoni so that he can just keep making beautiful movies. Um, And also, complete side note, this movie had... Claire Wineland's spirit all over it. I talked about Claire in a previous episode. She passed away from CF, um, or she didn't pass away from it, but she had CF, and she passed away a few months ago. I think it was last year at some time, and I talked about her in an episode, and she just, her spirit was all over this movie, and the main character, Stella, reminded me of her and her YouTube and everything, so check out the movie but I don't know this movie just it just I want to live like I don't want to just be and exist I want to have a magnificent life and a fantastic life and I want everyone to be happy and I know that sounds very naive and like I don't understand that there are real life problems and I do understand that but I think I don't want to focus on that I want to focus on those things when they happen to me or if they happen to me but for the rest of my life I want to enjoy my day I want to enjoy my months my years my life my friendships my family my future boo thing um because I think life is too short to be unhappy and I don't know I just wanted to talk about that and then the final thing I'm gonna talk about because we're almost at 50 minutes like this has been a very lengthy podcast and I'm exhausted it's 11 is at church last week um our series name is chasing lions and um I just feel like I need to share this because you know it might be something that someone needs to hear my pastor talked about how sometimes the Lord um puts you in situations that you feel you're not ready for but you are ready for those situations you just like think you're not and you're like Lord like why are you putting me in this I'm not prepared for this I'm not good enough for this but the Lord knows why he does what he does so if you're in a situation where you feel like you're not prepared or you're not ready I just encourage you to really fully trust the Lord because he knows what he is doing like he's not just out here putting you in something that he doesn't think you can do. I have always said the Lord does not put you in situations that he knows you can't handle. The Lord puts you in things where he knows that you can handle things. Maybe it's a little tricky. Maybe it's going to be a great opportunity to grow and learn, but he knows that you can do it. So I just encourage you, if you're going through something or if you're, you know, wanting to do something and your those doors are opening but you don't feel ready for it just take that leap of of faith have what just take that leap and have faith you know that's what I was trying to say um because I think it's true and I don't know I felt like maybe someone needed to hear that because I know when uh my pastor pastor Robert said that I was like damn Like, he says things, and I'm just like, okay, let me take down these notes. Literally, my church notes are insane sometimes because I write everything he says. Um, But, yeah, that's going to wrap up this um, 
podcast episode because it has been super duper uber long and I'm exhausted and I need to use the restroom and get ready for bed because I am so tired and I have to work tomorrow so I'm gonna go to bed but I love you guys thank you so much for listening I hope that you have an incredible day an incredible week this is going up tomorrow it'll be Thursday um and you know I just hope that you live the life that you want to live for yourself I hope that you love yourself love your life love everything I don't know where I'm going with this but I'm going to read you now the quote of the episode which says, I think I've read this before. Um, I guess, okay, I'll read this one. It says, maybe the journey isn't so much about becoming anything. Maybe it's about unbecoming everything that isn't really you. So you can be who you were meant to be in the first place. Oh, quickly, I thought about this today. I was like, maybe, okay, quick story time. So, you know, Don, who I was talking about earlier, my creative pastor at church, he was talking about worship and how sometimes, like, the Lord plucked him from his life situation where he once was at, and he put him in this other situation. He, he was all like, if God is plucking you from something, don't necessarily think it's something bad. Like, be willing to accept that. So then I started thinking about, like, what if right now, because there's just certain things going on that, like, I don't feel comfortable talking about on here because... I haven't fully processed it. I don't know what God is doing in my life. So I don't want to like say something, and you know. But basically, I've just felt with certain things. Like the Lord is plucking me. He's taking me away from certain things. And I was like, what if the Lord is taking me from what I thought I needed to be and the people that I needed to be around in order to be this person and really is leading me to the other people that I need to be with in order to be who I have been called to be. Does that make sense? I just felt like what if I'm being taken away from who I thought I needed to be, where I thought I needed to be, keyword on this, I as opposed to I'm being plucked away from all this because the Lord is putting me and preparing me for the people in my life where he needs me to be and where he wants me to be. I don't know, just some food for thought. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode. I know it was all over the place, but that's a random ramble for you. Um, that's Kathleen White's um, term, so I'm not going to jack that. But thanks for listening. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you have a spectacular rest of your week, a great weekend, and remember that you have the power to do anything and everything that you want to do in this life. And with, you know, love, life, patience, and the good Lord, you can do whatever you want to do. Um, so make sure to follow me on Instagram. Everything is just at Stephanie JDM. Make sure to have a great week. Make sure to have courage, be kind, and peace. Bye.